It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist. Featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show. Senior NBA writer for Bleacher Report, Howard Beck. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Daily Assist brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Check them out online, leesheatac.com. Out to the Sprint Special guest line we go. He makes the magic happen for the Bleacher Report. He's our good friend Howard Beck with us on Friday. Hi, Howard. How are you? Good evening, guys. Apologies in advance for any uh, noise. I'm walking through a very windy midtown of New York, so... All good. Uh, we have a lot to get to with you today, of course, Howard, coming the day after the trade deadline. Let's start there. Who who made themselves better yesterday? Well, I think two clear winners, one in each conference. Uh, the Clippers adding Marcus Morris was, uh, you know, a, a slam dunk for them in every way. Uh, they didn't give up much. Mo Harkless, nice player, but Marcus Morris, a better shooter and a tough defender, and it gives them so much versatility now where you can play Marcus Morris next to Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. You've got three guys who are virtually interchangeable. I mean, Marcus Morris is going to guard mostly forwards, but the other two guys can guard just about everybody. And that's a lot of guys you can throw at LeBron James in an eventual playoff series against the Lakers, which is kind of what we all still anticipate. So, nice move for them, and also kept Marcus Morris from being a Laker because they were certainly another team pursuing him. And then in the East, uh, I love the Heat getting Andre Iguodala and Jay Crowder along with him. I mean, if they had just gotten Iguodala, I would have thought it was a pretty nice grab. But they also get Jay Crowder in the deal. So, again, uh, versatile, defensive-minded wing players, which is really valuable in today's NBA. And in their case, it's, you know, you're chasing the Bucks and eventually maybe having a, you know, a series against Giannis and to have Iguodala and Jay Crowder and Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, like that's a lot of different looks, guys who are capable of, of trying to uh, at least slow down Giannis a little bit. So uh, love that deal for them. And it's, uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, you know, a lot of other you know, guys flying around the league, but nothing else I think that's going to make a serious impact. Howard, are you taking the Houston Rockets and their uh, sort of their short, uh, short-heighted experiment seriously? They sh- certainly look good last night against the Lakers. I mean, they're going to gloat after last night, and and they they earned that right. That's fine. Is that going to get them through a seven-game series or a best-of-seven series against the Lakers or Clippers? Is that even going to get them through a best-of-seven against the Jazz or the Nuggets when they're going to face Gobert and Jokic? Um, I, I think it's a serious question. I mean, it, it, look, it's I, I'm all for, and I've always been a big believer in um, Mike D'Antoni, Daryl Morey, the experimenting that they do, the boldness with which they, you know, pursue their vision of, of basketball, each of them individually and then now together for the last few years. So I'm, I don't want to be too much of a skeptic because I, I, I like – I, I, I respect the conviction. I respect the belief. Um, I'm just not sure I'm convinced in this case. And, you know, I haven't been convinced on what the Rockets have been doing ever since last summer when they flipped Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook. And one of the – so first, the first thing is this. They're no, they're no better. They're not demonstrably better now than they were a year ago with Chris Paul. So that trade, which cost them picks, which, you know, had all other kinds of ramifications – has not moved the ball forward for them. 
And one of the consequences of it is that with Westbrook and Capella on the floor together, you now have two non-shooters, which could go up the works a little bit offensively. And so offloading Capella, adding Covington, it's a good move in the sense that I, I like Covington. He's a great defender, good three-point shooter. Again, makes them more versatile defensively. I, 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 you know, I love that part of it, but they don't have any functioning centers left. And, you know, part of this was that, you know, they wanted to create more room. And so now with Covington helping spread the court in a way that Capella couldn't, but you only have one non-shooter with Westbrook. Um, but it's, it, it's still an issue. It's, it's still an issue for them with to not have size up front and to have uh, P.J. Tucker working as many minutes as he may have to, that's, that's, that's a bit of an issue. Howard, uh, talking about the Jazz here for a moment, and Howard Beck with us from the Bleacher Report on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, give us your thoughts on, I, I mean, their manic play, I guess. They were playing so well for a month, and now losing five in a row, they don't even look like the same team. Howard, is, is that something that should alarm Jazz fans? It's been that kind of season. Um, you know, there, there's, you know, if they're going to panic every time that, that this happens, it's going to be a really uh, exhausting run. So, uh, you know, I, I, it's, it's to have gone as long as they did without Mike Conley, to have found their footing, to have gotten certain guys in rhythm, especially Joe Ingles and, and, and you know, everything that Donovan Mitchell was doing, to then reincorporate Mike Conley first in the rotation and then the lineup. I mean, it's just – it's. These are every single one of these is going to create a little bit of a, of a ripple. So, um, you know, it's this is not the time to, to worry about that stuff. They'll I think they'll get their footing. I think the, the break will be good for everybody. Let's see what they look like coming out of the All-Star break. Speaking of the All-Star break, uh, Howard, uh, I can't I can't remember uh, if you are a proponent of this whole exhibition or whether this kind of bugs you a little bit. Where are you on that scale? On All Star Weekend in its totality, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a kind of over it, but <laughs> that happens when you've been to you know 17 or 18 of them. Um, you know, the, the All Star Game itself. You know, they keep trying to tweak it to get guys to play a little harder to make it a little bit more interesting of a game as it used to be back in the day, and it, it just hasn't worked. We'll see if the, the, the latest round of tweaks do anything for it. Um, but you know the. the I think the All-Star game itself is actually the, probably the, the lowest point of the weekend. The Saturday night events, it just depends on the year. Three-point competition is always fun. The dunk contest, you know, every time we write it off, somebody pulls something out of thin air and, and, and kind of gives it a new jolt of energy. Um, last year's dunk contest, not great. Maybe we're due for a good one this year. But in general, I feel like All-Star weekend kind of needs a, a complete reimagining by the NBA. Rudy and Donovan did indeed make it. They're on the same roster. What do you think about both of them getting that recognition? And obviously Rudy's reaction last year, he's got to be happy he made it this year. Yeah, I mean, just overdue for for both of them for sure. I mean, overdue for Rudy. It's hard to say overdue for Donovan. He's so young. Um, But well-earned for both of them. Nice for them to get that recognition finally. And, you know, I'm sure they're going to have a blast at that that weekend. I mean, we, we can get a little bit uh, jaded about it on our end, but for the players, especially if you haven't been before, it's just a phenomenal experience. And to get to really spend that time around all the other stars, you pick things up, you you learn a little bit, you, you get to know some of the other guys on a different level. Um, it, it, it's got to be great for both of them. 
Howard, I, we know you well enough to know that you're not a rushed judgment guy, that you like to sit back and consider everything before you make these kinds of proclamations. But is there a team that's impressing you, at least to this point in the season? I, the reason I ask is because I watched Giannis last night against the Sixers, and uh, the Bucks played hard, it, led by him. He's diving for loose balls. He's playing well, 36 points, 20 rebounds. And when I compare that to the 76ers, it just seemed like uh, shades of different colors. Well, I mean, a lot of that is just the Bucks have just such phenomenal chemistry. They know exactly who they are, what they're about. They have a, a clear focal point in Giannis, and they're great defensively. They've just built something really nice there, and it's a, such a sharp contrast with the Sixers, who, you know, when the season started, we all talked about this being a two-team race in the East, that it was going to be, you know, Philly and Milwaukee. And, you know, as it turned out, you know, Philly has just completely fallen on their face. The Sixers, the, the chemistry, and it, it's the inverse. The chemistry is terrible. Um, their stars don't seem to fit very well together. Everybody around the league is kind of just waiting for when that moment's going to arrive, when they're going to finally break up Embiid and Simmons. It always, obviously wasn't going to happen and, you know, at the trade deadline. That's, that's not quite the right time. They're going to let this play out. But if they flame out in the postseason, um, and really anything short of the finals, I think, is a disappointment for them, then I, I think they're heading toward a, a serious, uh, you know, reckoning for that franchise. Uh, Damian Lillard and the Blazers are in town tonight to take on the Jazz, Howard. What are your thoughts on the streak that uh, D. Lil's been on? Yeah, cooled off a little bit, but, I mean, he's been incredible. I mean, I, I just – because, you know, and you guys can certainly sympathize, he plays in a smaller market. He doesn't get quite the uh, the attention unless he goes on a streak like this. But Lillard's been this, this kind of player for, you know, a few years now, and – you know, it's unfortunate that they've struggled overall as a team. And defensively, they're not who they were. They lost some key pieces over the summer. But, he, you know, clearly they're still very potent. He's still very potent. And they're still trying to make a run at that eighth seed. Yeah, do you think they'll make it? Uh, it and I don't know. Does anybody know when Nurkic is uh, planning to come back? It's unknown. I think it's, it's within the, the realm of possibility that he plays this season. Um, but I could see this being one of those cases where – if they had a bad couple of weeks and they seemed like they were falling out, then they would probably just not even bother trying to rush him back. But I, I think there's a chance we see him. And if they're still flirting with the playoff spot and he's got a chance to, and he, you know, and he's ready and medically cleared and all that, you know, there's, there's, there's a shot. And he makes them a completely different team. I mean, it's, they're, they're certainly missing his presence. Howard Beck is with us here on uh, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. He's in downtown New York City. What are you, shopping? What are you doing, Howard? <laughs> I'm in, in Midtown going out with my wife and daughter, grabbing some dinner, and then going to see a show, actually. Good for rare you, night, man. Rare night to just kind of uh, tune out the NBA. That doesn't sound terrible. What are you going to see? We're going to see Jagged Little Pill. That's the uh, musical based on Alanis Morissette's album from back in the 90s. Oh, wow. How about that? Bringing a little culture See, to the big show. I've, I've, always, like I've always thought that about Howard, that he's kind of a renaissance man. You he know? really is. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I got well, this recommendation from the great Andy Ellisberg, uh, who, uh, the, the GM of the Miami Heat, who is a, uh, a Broadway aficionado. And every time Andy comes to town, he takes in at least a show or two. And uh, so this is a recommendation by him. So a lot on the line for Andy after making that big <laughs> trade with uh, for uh, for Iguodala. 
All right. Sounds pretty good, Howard. Well, we'll let you get to it. Enjoy dinner and the night on the town. You deserve it. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Howard. Howard Beck from the Bleacher Report. That's nice. Because these, huh? these guys are so freaking busy through the NBA season. It's nice to hear them taking a breath. No doubt. By the way, little, that, little. that Jagged Little Pill show, it is taking the world by fire right now. Is it? It's the must-see right now there on Broadway. Okay. I wouldn't want to take a Jagged Pill, would you? Uh, <sighs> no, that doesn't sound terrific. Because I mean, it would be all pointy and it might hurt going down. I know, but I think it's it's a metaphor. Ah. What's a metaphor? I, I know you... I need what's, a meta- what's a metaphor? What's a metaphor? I yeah. get it. It's for grazing cattle. How do we get through this show every day? I don't know. Uh, big thanks to Howard for jumping on with us. This was a great album. Definitely. Are you a Morissette fan? I like Alanis Morissette. I met her once. Did you? At the old Simmons Media. She was coming through promoting a concert or something like that. She was oh, jumping yeah, that's there. right. We went to lunch with her. We didn't go to lunch with her. I did just pull a Gordon, though. I, I did. did just I'm do so that. I'm so proud of you.